What is up? What is up? What is up, everybody? Welcome back. Ringwalk Danny alongside Bo Mason and Mr. Evan, Evan Corn. Yes, sir. Newly uh promoted, right? Uh matchmaker. So oh. I still do some I still do a lot of PR work, but uh I'm here uh assisting the best matchmaker who ever did it and Brad Goodman and Bruce Trampler. So it's kind of a the two best people on the planet you could possibly learn that trade from. So it's a relatively new thing, but exciting. And it was some Goodman news in the, not good news, but about Mr. Goodman that passed away. Bro, that, yeah, that was uh, Bobby Goodman. Yeah, Bobby, Bob, okay. Bobby Goodman, promoter, uh, matchmaker, in publicist. New York. Um, okay. Worked for Don King for a very long time. And yeah, mm-hmm. one of the greats in, in both fields. Really. Yes, yeah. sir. But uh, how's that been, Evan? How you been enjoying that? You know, it's like everything excuse me, like everything, it's a, you know, it's a learning experience. It's, it's fun. Um, right now, just, it's all about learning from the best, learning from Brad Goodman, following his lead. Um, he's developed you know, over 65 world champions from pretty much the start of a pro career to a world championship level. Um, you see, you're, you see a lot of our guys now, Jose Ramirez, Oscar Valdez, Lomachenko, on and on that uh, were molded and guided um, on that front by Brad Goodman. So to learn from somebody like himself and to have Bruce Trampler around, uh, you know, one Hall of Famer and Bruce Trampler, one soon-to-be Hall of Famer this summer and Brad Goodman, two best people on the planet you could learn that from. So it's been exciting, but it's been a it's been a learning experience too. Top Rank has what, three or four individuals in the Hall this this summer? Yeah, yeah. Is that I mean, Tim? Tim, uh, I'm honest, <laughs> I'm really spacing on it now, but... Uh, yeah, I think uh, three or four. Yeah, I felt like it was three or four. But uh, how how much less? I, I should remiss to oh. say if I didn't mention Brad Jacobs, our COO, uh, who is as indispensable to the company as anybody else. So uh, he's he's going to be joining uh, Brad oh, Goodman in the Hall okay, of Fame as well. Okay, that's right. Yeah. That's right. But uh, how much less PR work are, are you taking on these days now with uh, your matchmaking uh, duties, if you will? I would say a little less. Uh, I'm focusing more on some big picture stuff, um, you know. Sir, you know, and and uh, we've we've hired Gabe Rivas to handle a lot of the day to day stuff. Uh, he did an incredible job over with Golden Boy for many years. Uh, the best translator in the business too, so that's an added bonus that we have. And so, yeah, I mean, a little less of that, and a lot of my time is now spent learning from Brad and Bruce and uh, getting accustomed to that line. And you know, I think when people. When people think, you know, think matchmaking, they think it's just fighter A and fighter B, which is part of it. But there's a lot more behind the scenes and a lot more logistics and things that go into being a matchmaker. And so, it's again, it's a it's a, it's a learning so, process. So right now, you just pretty much shadow and those guys because yeah. they're some of the best in the business. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, shoes to fill. Everybody loves the matchmaking at top rank. Or I feel that way because I know myself, I love the matchmaking at top rank especially with the up-and-coming prospects and Olympians, former, that y'all have currently? Yeah, it's more, it's it's being a sponge and, and, and learning from Brad and, you know, making suggestions and with certain fights or fighters, um, you know, he'll, you know. What's been your best suggestion? Mm. Well, there's a couple of fights coming up that after they happen, uh, you know. I started, Danny. And, started. I, and I always say, if, uh, if, if. If the guy that's if our guy wins, I'll take credit for it. If he loses, it was not my idea. So, that's a, nah, you got to bite the bullet. So yeah, so um, no, uh, there, there's one uh, coming up uh, in May. I think you're aware of that. We, we talked about offline, but I think is I, I hope the fans will enjoy it. Yeah, I didn't want to. Um... What What do you like better? Do you like the PR stuff? I feel like the PR stuff could be a lot more stressful than the matchmaking could get. Because matchmaking is kind of... Oh, well, no. thankfully, I have not... PR is everybody. I, I matchmaking not, is like a, more of a closed circle of people, you know, I in my not, opinion. I have not experienced this yet, thankfully, but it will happen. Uh, but there's nothing more stressful than an opponent dropping out on Monday or Tuesday of fight week. Right. And you get a call in the middle of the night and you got to find somebody on three or four days notice, which Brad Goodman and Bruce Rampler have successfully navigated dozens of times. So I don't think anything else will be as stressful as that experience. And uh, thankfully I haven't, uh, hasn't happened yet, but I'll tell you what it's like when it does. If you ever have need some backup on like a Monday, the fight is Saturday and you want to find somebody to uh, opponent for your fighter, hit me up. I know the fighters by the cities, you know, are you, and you, I got, might... you got, you got, you, 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 
You're offering your services. What do you mean? I'm offering my just if you looking for. Well, no, are you a super middleweight? Wait, one sixty. No, 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 no. If you, need, if, if you want to pop in on late notice no. in the Midwest somewhere, no, man, we can sir. make we can make that happen. I was telling Yo, somebody I, the other day, I my body. Dropped, I'm not conditioned to take I, punches from professional fighters. I have dropped weight, and um, oh, I was speaking to a couple of your guys. Like, yo, I've I've thought about maybe dedicating 18 months, and like you know, just going to get like a, a tomato can. Mm. On on a, you know, on like Mexico you, card. No, no, I was I was thinking like you know, you go to the Carolinas, man. You can get a win. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure I could. I'm sure I could pay for a slot fee like on one of your opening card. Like you know what I'm saying, right? Like off ESPN Plus. Like all of our fights are on Plus, man. So we got it. We you know, ninety nine percent at least. So Why we, do they say that about the Carolinas? Michael Williams Jr. They're like, oh, he found someone at the gas station, and it's bro, no shot. Me, but I'm just saying that's what I was yeah, hearing I mean, from people. Is they like no, they're just picking up people at the bus stop. And saying, hey, you want to fight Listen, Saturday? No disrespect to Michael Williams. He got to 19-0. Right. And, and, and then he stepped up and fought John Bowser. And almost had the shot against Adrian and was, and, was, and was knocked down, what, seven times in four rounds. I mean, right. nice nice kid. His father's a nice guy. But, right. you know, he, he was 19-0. Building this, up a record in the Carolinas. This morning, and I just don't feed into this shit, but this morning somebody sends me, like, a video. And I didn't even watch the full thing, but it started with, like, yo, I'm at the gym. He ain't hurt. He's training right here, oh. and, and they was talking about the guy. I ain't even finished watching it because. But it's he like, was literally there working out. I didn't finish watching okay. it, but the guy was like, "Yo, that's his car." He pointing at a car. I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" I'm like, "Yo, wow." But Evan, I mean, what you guys got cooking, man? I I feel like outside of April eighth and April first, there hasn't been uh, and, and March twenty fifth. Yeah, that's just I mean, overshadowed. I, that's just overshadowed. I'm sorry. I mean, no, I mean, you guys do have uh, Ramirez back back home, obviously. Uh, o- overshadowed, but it, uh, you know, won't cost $74.99, so. Oh, no, no, I, I, meant, I meant by your other cards. I'm sorry, yeah. I mean, April 8th is just loaded, but it is overshadowed. And the by, 25th, yeah, I mean, Caleb and David. That's a great fight. But, I mean, I said it, April 8th, you guys have the best car. You, everybody's going that day. Showtime is going that day. The zone is going that day. But, you know, my opinion, you guys have the best car from top to bottom. And, uh, you know, I, we were actually saying it this morning on the show that Top Rank has has made it to where now, you know, I'm either tuning in or showing up at the arena typically from the very first fight, you know, to the very last fight, which... Uh, Hasn't been typical a lot of the times. A lot of times people show up or won't tune into the main card, but you guys make it not just accessible for the people at home, but because it's accessible for the people at home, it's like we get to know the fighters. Now we want to show up to watch the guys, you know, from the very beginning. I think it's, uh, you know, I've been at Top Rank five years, and I can say with certainty that in the five years I've been here, the level of young talent is as good as it's been. You know, when I when I arrived at Top Rank, um, you know, it was Tifima Lopez, Shakur Stevenson. I mean, actually, and Joseph Adorno was another one of the guys that was that was really, um, really popping at that time. And obviously, Shakur and Tifimo are now, you know, Shakur's one of the very best fighters in the world. Tifimo's one of the biggest attractions in boxing. And so it's been nice to see, like, you know, you, you start and those guys are 5-0, and 4-0, and and, and now they're, you know, doing doing incredible things. And, and, and now we have Keyshawn Davis and Jared Anderson and, Bruce Carrington and all of our Olympians and, and Richard Torres, um, you know, Floyd yeah. Diaz is is, is going to be in a, in a good fight soon. Uh, Gosh, which will be announced soon. And, Floyd Diaz not even twenty years old yet. You know, there, so there's just Yo, so much. It? Abdullah Mason, who you know, I think once he once he develops that man strength, it's right. going to be absolutely scary. I remember when 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 you know Brad Goodman showed me a video of him, uh, you know, one of his amateur fights before we were signing him, and I was. You know, everybody was blown away. I mean, it, it his, you know, he's 16 years old and it was just electric. You know, you, you watch some amateur, sometimes you watch amateur boxing and it's it's tough to tell and you don't really, you know, can't really get a handle on it. But Abdullah Mason was one of those guys that just, just jumped off the screen. And, you know, a couple of his, his, his first couple of fights he was in with with real tough guys is, I think he made his debut against Jalon Phillips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, you guys know him from the gyms out here. He fought two draws with Shakur's guy, uh, Antoine Cobb, who was an excellent amateur in Chicago in his own right. And uh, he's just, you know, a guy like Tiger Johnson, another guy came out of the Olympics, 
he wasn't one of the the three Olympians, Torres, Duke, and Troy, all won silver medals. So he didn't come out of the Olympics with as much, uh, you know, much uh, promotion or anticipation, I should say, as 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 a guy like Richard Torres, who was a super heavyweight. So that's that's you know, that that adds a star star attraction sort of thing to him. But uh, but Tiger came out in his pro debut on the on the Porter uh, Crawford card. But a real solid guy, and then we all looked at each other and said, "Wow, this kid can be something too." So Yo, it's a long way of saying we're just so excited about the Olympians. Tiger and his team had this really nice like fight tracksuit for his pro debut. It was like this fur hood. It was like really yeah, yeah, dope. Yeah. I have never seen anybody. I don't. I don't think even like Jake and Logan has something that fly for their pro debut or the or their first fight, right. but that. He came out fly. I remember that. Um, Jake came man. out with a robot shortly Yo, after those. You so know, he, and I'd be remiss to say Xander Zayas as well. Obviously. Xander Zayas, absolutely. You know, the one name you didn't mention is the undisputed champ. I, know I, I was talking about the the up. I was talking about uh, our up and comers. Uh, I mean, Kevin. you led with Shakur. He led with he led with Shakur. Though. Well, he said Shakur those was the a guy that was there, there when, yeah, I, when I started. So, so yeah, obviously at the top of our like TFM Shakur, he obviously at the top, you know, top of the, you know, we have Fury, Haney, Betterbev, Josh, oh, Josh that, Taylor, the other undisputed champ. Well, no, yeah. he's, he's got he's got, got the other, under, but yeah, Devin Ooh. Haney, he did lead Devin Haney out. Mm. Nice. No, no, I, mean, no. I just said Devin Tyson, Betterbev, yeah. all 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 uh all, all the top of the food chain. I was thinking like Josh Taylor. Josh is back in June, right? Him and Teo going saw, at you it. You saw the reports. Right. Going at it. Uh, uh, Puerto Rican Day weekend in New York City. It's a, Typically, I feel like a big fight weekend in New York City. So, it fits well. And uh, there was a lot of talk. So, I'm just curious. Was Ireland just like a logistic thing? Couldn't couldn't play out? You're talking about Puerto, uh, Puerto Rico? It, putting the fight in Puerto Rico? No. Nah, wasn't there talks of doing uh, Josh and Taylor and Teofimo in Ireland? Uh, talks in 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 Scotland or or, or Scotland. England, Scotland I'm sorry, or England, sorry, Scotland, Scotland. You know, but we've had such a such a great partnership with Madison Square Garden over the years doing those fights on Puerto Rican Day Parade weekend. That we, you know, and and now that there's no travel bans and anything, Josh's fans can fly in. It's you know, it's a five five six hour flight from from London and from the UK. So, you know, given our partnership with MSG and. And, and all that, you know, New York just made sense. And we have so many, in, in addition to Xander, we have other Puerto Rican fighters that we're going to showcase on that card. So, you know, the top of the bill, um, you know, is is Tio, a Honduran uh, kid from Brooklyn. Um, and Josh, you got the UK fans coming over and then a bunch of Puerto Rican, uh, Puerto Rican talents. Uh, Xander, I'm assuming. I mean, it's, it, it, it would be pretty... Uh, it would be pretty foolish of us not to put our biggest uh, Puerto Rican star on the Puerto Rican weekend, right? I I could argue Shakur is bigger, but you know, what I'm Shakur is half. Yeah, Shakur is. Uh, no, no, is part part. It's true. Yeah, the, yeah. the Puerto Ricans have definitely but, taken a liking. Uh, no, they're we, trying yeah, to bring nah, him in. And bring Shakur in. I'm like, hold on, man. I get what you're saying. We definitely at some point want to bring Shakur over to the island, um, and and, and do some stuff with him there. Because his his father uh, was the a, island of Puerto Rico. The island of Puerto Rico. An actual fight yeah. for Shakur. Yeah, his there. father's Puerto, is Puerto Rican, and that'll take him. And uh, yo, it'd be huge for Zander yeah, to, to you know get back you know uh, on the island as well. Yeah. I have to ask: Did Top Rank or ESPN have any involvement with Xander in that uh, community outreach thing that he did alongside Bad Bunny back in Puerto Rico? Yeah, that's we had some involvement in that. Um, I know his people reached out to Xander, and and then we we partnered and uh, and did some stuff. That was pretty dope. That I got a question, dope. but it, it's not meant to be a tough question. But I no, always, just ask the fucking I always question. have you one. Can, you, you know, can, I got to set ask, the tone. Ask whatever you want. I got to set the tone. So y'all got a lot of Olympians, mostly pretty much everyone who medaled. All no, we, the men. We, except, we have every single male Olympian except. O'Shea Jones, uh, I know she had some situations here re- more recent than not, and I was just wondering uh, kind of like why she didn't seem as if she was as pursued as some of the other ones, because the other ones, they was right there, back to back to back, all the Olympians, but she kind of got left out, in my opinion. I was just wondering. Well, no, to be honest, I don't, you know, I wasn't privy to any conversations uh, whether, you know, whether or not she was somebody we were pursuing or not, so I can't, I honestly can't answer that question. Understood. But you know, she's obviously a very talented young woman and 
she's going to have a heck of a pro career, I think. She just got to stay focused and away from all the other stuff. Yo, what fight are you most excited for, Evan? I think, uh, you know, the, hopefully the Haney-Loma fight gets across the finish line soon. I think that is, you know, you, that, that fight goes one of two ways. Either it's, you know, the passing of the torch, as people say, or it's a Roberto Duran-Davy Moore situation where you have the, the, older, the older Hall of Famer, smaller guy, you know, knocking off the bigger, undefeated, favored guy. So whatever happens in that fight, it's going to be, it's a great story. And it's going to obviously have a lot of ramifications, you know, on the sport and on the division for, for a long time. So I'm just, again, I'm just excited for that. You know, it's can Loma turn back the clock. You know, obviously he didn't, you know, his, his last performance against Jermaine Ortiz maybe wasn't his, wasn't a signature performance, but it was coming off a 10 month layoff and everything that was going on in Ukraine. So I think now he'll be coming off a layoff that was half as long as the layoff he had preceding his last fight. So you will see a better version of Lomachenko in this fight. And, and Devin, you know, he obviously had a career defining fight or two with George Cambosis, but this is, you know, the first hall of fame, truly, truly elite fighter. That, that he's faced. Do you travel a lot overseas when y'all have like come uh, a car with BT and yeah. stuff like that? Do you travel? You yeah, it travel depends on that? the card. I was in Australia twice for both for both of Devin's fights with George last year. I went to Arthur's fight. Okay, Arthur, um, Fury, okay. you know Fury White. I went to um, and Fury Chisora. I couldn't go to because I, I had a personal thing so at home. There. But yeah. but yeah, no. So I, I mean, I, I travel internationally, and you know, it's the the British fans. I say it all the time are just. Second to none. They I they agree. have such a passion for the sport. And when you ask, like, when people ask, why is that fight in the UK? You know, it's like, well, the, the British fans show up and they watch. And they do it in the stadium, too. I they, want stadium fights here. I won't stop until we get stadium I fights mean, here. Yeah, but, but. Outdoor but, stadium. It's a difference. 50,000, 40,000 you know. plus. Yeah, Top Rank did it twice with with Manny at, at Cowboy Stadium, and that was a, the first one. First one to go. We did old. we did Cotto Foreman at Yankee Stadium, and yeah. now we talking about Cotto. That's old too. I'm talking about the recent. I want Canelo, some, Canelo fought a few stadium fights, but I'm talking about from for for sure. And uh, when I watched the Canelo versus Austin Trout fight, that reminded me of how great stadium well, fought, fights um, in America in are. Miami against Yildirim, I think, and he fought uh, Calum Smith. Was it in Cal? Uh, no, Callum was at. Uh, he, he fought at. Uh, at he fought seventy five. Is top rank not interested in doing, or do you know if they not interested in doing it's like not, stadium it's, fights? It's not a matter. No, it's, it's not a matter of not interested. I mean, right, you know, I'm, I'm asking. Take a yeah. name, right? No, it's 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 not a matter of not interested. But Devin Haney, right? But it it take a name and a dance partner. Like, well, I mean, listen, you can't. Lomachenko, bro. Come on, people. I mean, people. I understand the the. The, the layoff, and obviously, uh, you know, I absolutely respect what he was doing in Ukraine, but people question whether he won that fight. I, was, I thought he... I thought you he, think Lomachenko... I mean, I feel like Lomachenko... And Evan, you could probably correct me if I'm wrong, because... So you're saying feel, Loma not feel, good enough for a stadium fight? I feel like Loma is a bigger TV attraction than he is a in-person box office attraction. I think what you're going to get with this fight is... I mean, I think, I think this is a perfect fight for an arena. Yes, sir. You, you get a, you get a packed arena. You saw what Shakur Valdez was like. You know, you know. I th- people say you know Loma m- combined with Devin. I think that's bankable. You, you go back to uh, you know when I started following boxing, really uh, mid nineties to early two thousands. You had a guy like Shane Mosley, right? He beats Oscar, but he doesn't become Oscar, right? Just because you beat the man doesn't make you the man, man right? You know. Floyd did a good job, but he beat Oscar, beat Haddon, and then was off into the stratosphere. But, but Mo, what Mosley, you know, so when Mosley beats Oscar, his next few fights were on regular HBO. It wasn't, wasn't pay-per-view. He wasn't a pay-per-view draw as an A-side, but you put him in in a rematch with Oscar, or you put him in there with the Fernando Vargas, or, you know, a guy who's kind of like a co-A-side, and he could sell on a pay-per-view, just like, you know, Bernard Hopkins. You know, we put him in with Oscar. Um, him and Jermaine was kind of a, you know, that was probably the first time he was really like the A-side on a pay-per-view that sold well. Him and Tarver was kind of like a co-A-side situation. So you, so to, in order to put a fight on a state in a, in a stadium, is, there's obviously a lot more financial liability and you got to have two guys, you know, you got to have, it's got to have two megastars really, you know, and not that Lomo or Devin aren't, but 
You know, that's probably more of an arena fight. I mean, Tank and Ryan, you could have put it at Allegiant, but you know, there's there's a lot of complications that go into doing stuff like that, and they're going to pack out the T-Mobile, and it's going to be a great event for boxing. I said it. Uh, I was one of the ones pushing that one. I felt like currently that was the only fight in the sport that could be made and land at Allegiant was Tank and Ryan, my personal opinion. Um, but after I saw the XFL who got The Rock, ABC, ESPN, and every other city, they're playing in an actual stadium except in Vegas. They said Allegiant was too expensive. I'm like, if it's too expensive for ABC, ESPN, and The Rock, it's probably going to be too expensive for this very expensive co-promoted fight. Steve, I mean, the one, the Steven one thing I, Espinosa today said that it's a lot of issues with the production. He didn't mention anything about the price specifically, but he did say it's a lot of issues with the production of making a fight at Allegiant. And he also said that in the future, there will be boxing there. But I guess got to work out the early on kinks. and I'm, I'm sure there will be. There's just a lot more logistics and, again, complications that go into a stadium fight, and you have to have the right fight. I think there will be boxing at Allegiant. I think there will be boxing at that MSG sphere. I was going to ask That's, you, given Top Rank's partnership with Madison Square Garden, um, have you guys looked to do shows that the, the venue – um, is set to hold 18,000, if I'm not mistaken. I know it's like for concerts or some shit. I mean, it, it was built from what I've, what I've been reading. It's been, it was built with concerts in mind, you know, the acoustics and everything. And it's like, it's by far the most expensive arena that's ever been built. And that's the globe shaped building. Yeah, that's right? a huge okay. globe that you can see from pretty it's much anywhere. Right. Yeah. You know, and so U2's opening up with a big, uh, big residency there. And, you know, from, from what I've heard, <laughs> From what I from what I've heard, uh, you know, obviously it could accommodate sporting events and boxing. How long have you had an iPhone for? How long have I had an iPhone? Yeah, after six years, seven. All years right, so you've had an did iPhone you say six no. years? Seven, I don't know, probably longer, ten years. Yeah. So did you have it when Apple forced that U two album on your phone? Like I had never, oh, yeah. I had never. I didn't. I did not. Okay. Was, that was actually a pretty good album, though. Let me tell you, <laughs> I had never in my life heard of these people. I, I and no even one though, heard of them. And even though it was on you my, never, you never heard of YouTube. Not until Apple forced that you, that trash, you, and I never played it not one time. Oh, so it's an actual like they were a legit group. Bro, it's a band you, or some shit. Oh, I'm gonna, I, see, I know this is a boxing show, and oh, no, I work for Top Rank. But we go off topic. You, you like guys are YouTube is one of the biggest, most popular, highest selling. Rock bands that's ever existed since they forced the album on our phone, or they've been around since 1980. They, okay, you know they they're like literally. So that's I why seen, I didn't know what I was looking why, at. I just never clicked it, on it. That's but why it was they literally tried to force there. it on us in like 2015. They, they are what they're probably one of they like, cheated. They're one of the five or ten most popular bands that's like ever existed. Yeah, so I had never heard of them when Apple did that whack shit. But uh, you should listen to Joshua Tree. You'll enjoy it. Oh, like California. I hear Joshua. Tree. No, they're, they have, they, their famous album is called Joshua Tree. They're oh, most not that. They're most quickly oh, so they do mushrooms and stuff like that. Probably because Joshua no, no, Tree is like a mushroom, mushroom place. place. Yeah, you go look at the stars and shit. And yeah. the weird trees Meditate. as well. No, they're they're a very popular rock band. They're not like trippy or jam band. We're gonna, uh, you should listen to the album Joshua Tree, the first three songs, Danny, and get get back to me. I'll, I'll give right. maybe one song or you two gotta songs. Yeah, smoke one first though, so you can get your, you know what I'm saying, be open to hearing whatever it is they're coming with. Bro, trust me. If 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 I'm breathing, <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. Smoke my on my the mind is stimulated. I, I don't think you have to worry about Danny being high. Like <laughs> Yo, Evan, I gotta ask. Uh, we just saw you guys put on, you know, the Jake Paul pay per view in Saudi. How much will Top Rank, to your knowledge, be working with Skill Challenge Entertainment? Obviously, uh, I thought it was a phenomenal production. They brought out so many stars and. Uh, I would love to travel to Saudi or anywhere in the Middle East for a show, but yeah, I can't speak. To, I can't speak to that. I mean, our, we were working closely with MVP and Nikisa and Jake's team um, on you know production, and you know it was a big thing uh, utilizing Top Rank's vast social media audience and platform to help push the fight. And you know, all I can say is everybody was very happy with how the fight did, and they were really just, they were great to work with. Like that that team over there knows what they're doing and they've got good PR people, good social media people, good operational people. And so the, the event was a success. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't go down to Saudi. A few of our staff did, but 
Have you ever been? I've I've not. I've not been to the Middle East. So hopefully one day I can check out maybe Dubai, it's, Abu Dhabi. It seems like there was some interest uh, then. You know, Devin uh, was present and uh, they he was part of a speaking panel. And, you know, yeah. the prince uh, spoke on, you know, his accomplishments and how they would like uh, to have him there at some point. Is Lomachenko... Is that fight? I, I just saw Lomachenko Saturday. He says here, is that fight uh, still realistic for the Middle East, or do you think it would be for another another opportunity? I mean, we have to see. You know, I think hopefully um, an announcement will come in the next couple of weeks, and everybody will will, will find out. But uh, you know, I, you know, I, I definitely know. You know, that was being explored, and so we'll have to see what happens. Would it be MGM or T-Mobile here? Probably, you know, it'll. I honestly don't know the venue, okay. what venue it would be. Okay, but, no, uh, no I don't, worries. I don't think I don't think it'll be there. It won't be the Death Star Raider Stadium. Is it absolutely required? No, I, I, I didn't think it would. Is it absolutely required to do what you do to have a college degree, as far as PR for a top boxing company? I mean, I think most uh, PR agencies. Well, you know, so I got into top rank. You know, I was a journalist first, and I worked for a few agencies out here. And so I think those jobs require a college degree, but there's a lot of people in boxing and a lot of people with significant roles in boxing, boxing who don't have college degrees. That's what I'm knowing. That's why I asked specifically. But the the path that I took to get there, the jobs that I got in order to get to this point. Right. Did require it. So I would say, so it's like a yes and no. So what about, what was your major in college? I was a journalism major, and I, I graduated. Right, so two, I graduated in two, 2008, and it was where'd you go to school? The worst year to graduate from college because of the recession. I graduated big. high school in 06, went to uh, yeah. like junior college, and after junior college, it was 2008. Yeah, and then I began working in the middle of the reset. Well, at the beginning of the yeah, recession. yeah. So, oh, sorry, what do you, you ask, Danny? What university? I went to a school called Ithaca College in upstate New York. It's a very good communication school, and uh, so it's the same. It's right where Cornell is on the other side of, other side of the hill. Yeah, I wasn't I, smart uh, enough for Cornell, but it's funny because around smart. that time, 08, I was like in seventh grade, sixth grade, right? And uh, my mother just sent me a picture of this. I did a paper in the eighth grade, and where I said I wanted to attend the University of Syracuse because they have one of the top journalism. Uh, programs in the country. They do. And and broadcast journalism. Yeah. The one thing if you if you know if you ever meet somebody who went to Syracuse, they'll they'll let you know about it like within three seconds. Within three seconds. Of. Yeah, yeah. They're just they're just they're just they're just irrationally proud of it. So it was crazy because you know that was eighth grade. I ended up doing whatever I did with my life and now here we are. But uh that's why when you said up when you said uh New York, I'm like, what part? Um Gotta ask you, man. Uh-oh. Here we go. Oh, you're, you're, it's you're, getting you're, juicy you're now. To trap me now. Okay. Gotta ask me, Danny. What do you gotta ask me? Just ask the question. Come on, Danny. Like you told me earlier. How far? How in in top in top ranks eyes? How far is, is is Jared Anderson from a title opportunity, a title shot at this point? He's okay. in numerous uh, sanctioning bodies, top tens and top fifteens. We just had a Brad on the other day. He made it clear. Seems like a homecoming is next. Uh, you know, I have a source that tells me maybe summertime. I said, all American, bring them home 4th of July. You dun, did dun, say dun, that. Not. Bro, you bring out the <laughs> fucking marching band. Look, they have a, a, a minor league baseball team. Fuck the other shit they've done in Toledo. Nah, PBC, I don't know. You take them to the Toledo Mud Hen Stadium. Bro, you bring out the whole marching joint. Fireworks blasting off. You get what I'm saying? He would Apollo so, so he, got, he got off, on, he got off on a bit of a tangent there, but... But I mean, you know, main event. If if main event is next April, uh, after April eighth, you know what I'm saying? He's in the rankings. How far away is he? I mean, and top ranks. I'm, I'm going to re- reiterate. I mean, that's you know, that, that's more of a question for Brad Goodman and for James Prince and Antonio Leonard. They're the brain trust. So I'm not going to sit here and say he's X fights away. And again, after every fight, you reevaluate. You you evaluate, right? So. You know, you know, there's Brad was on the show recently and and I'll reiterate what he said. He needs, you know, he needs to get more rounds. I think he's had five second round stoppages in a row. Yeah. You know, and Jerry Forrest was a guy that I thought he was going to give him rounds. Was that a 10 round fight schedule? Schedule schedule for 10. And I thought Jerry was going to give him six, seven, eight rounds. Turned out they decided to blast away early and 
we got him out of there in two. That's Jerry style. Though. What was your thoughts on Jared's performance? I, I, I think Jared, sky's the limit. You know, it's, I always tell people there's certain guys when, you know, obviously you want to evaluate talent and that's the number one thing, but there's certain guys that when they walk into a room, you kind of feel their presence and you just said this, you can say this guy's a superstar. And since I've started a top rank, the two guys that came into our office when they signed and met with Bob and stuff that felt different from that point of view was, was Xander Zayas and, uh, and, and Jared, you know, and, and, but, but two different types of personalities, but they both shared that, you know, when they walk into a room, they kind of own the room. Jared, you know, at least when you first meet him, probably a little more quiet, Xander's got the big smile and, you know, he's, you know, he's, I think from a personality perspective, again, we, we, you know, wait and see, you know, obviously his career in the ring will shake out, but he's the closest thing to Felix Trinidad from just every, you know, everybody in Puerto Rico wants to just wrap their arms around this kid. And he's a man of the people. I can say he's, he's, he's 20 now. So he's a man, he's a man of the people. And he just has that it, you know, the Puerto Ricans love, a charismatic, humble champion, which is what Felix Trinidad was. Uh, Miguel Cotto, a legendary fighter in his own right, a little more reserved. But Xander has just that it. And he's right now the most popular fighter uh, on the island, I think. Two words, one name. And I want to know what you just think about it. Charlie Sheehy. Very talented. Just one word. No, no, I'm saying Charlie Sheehy, one word, two words, one name. That was just my opening. He just wants your thoughts. Yeah, I just want your thoughts no, on him. Very talented young young man. He's you know another guy we're excited about. Um, is he he from like Ireland or he's, Scotland? No, no. Is, no, he's from uh, Brisbane, California, uh, Bay Area, California. Oh, he American. Yeah. See, I hadn't heard him talk or yeah, nothing. I just he's seen actually, him fight. He's managed by Peter Kahn, who also manages uh, Xander. Zayas. What What's next for? Uh... For, for Jermaine Ortiz, he, you know, we mentioned Lomachenko. Obviously, he put on a hell of a fight against Lomachenko. Uh, toughest fight, in my opinion, to date for Jermaine. Biggest name on his uh, on his resume, but what's next for him? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully Jermaine is back in the ring in the first half of the year. Against what type of opponent? Devin Lomacart? Or are we past that point? I'm... I'm not going on what who's going on what card, okay. you know. Versus who? Yeah, well, I, I don't think there's a who, to be honest. Right. But for, I think first half of the year is safe. Okay. So so you feel it is safe to say that he, against somebody, he'll, yeah. he'll, he'll No tune-up, no tune-up. No, I mean, I feel like he, why not? I think, I he think, didn't I get th- beat up or nothing. I mean, I think. And I mean, calling it, out big names, so. Will, maybe won't be at the level of. You know, Lomachenko, uh, Lomachenko or, right. you know, or, or, or a name like a Jamel Herring, but yeah. Hmm. I wanted to ask you, uh, can you announce at least some upcoming fights? You know, you got some guys out there that, can, if I if I tell you a name, could you tell me, do they have a fight scheduled or something like that? I don't think he is. I mean, you, you can try. <laughs> I'm trying to think who Sinisa I've seen Strata. recently. Yeah, she fights March 25th, she's co-main running, event. She's a Ramirez co-main, co-main event. She's unifying. Uh, I love to see her on or She's attempting to well. unify against the WBC champion at 105, Tina Ruprecht. And the Ring Magazine title will also be on the line. So hopefully we can get her the unification, the full unification fight at 105. And then up to 108, she'll go. Yo, I, before, I got a name for you. But before I give you the name, I got to ask Michaela May, April 15th. Co-featured a Joyce and Zhang. She made such a big split, even though... She's in tough. Yeah, even though she lost a competitive fight to Alicia Baumgartner, she made such a splash in the UK that we only felt it was natural to bring her back there. Uh, you know, she just... They're, they're in love with her over there. So it's a hell of a card. And I think, you know, we're, you know, with uh, a lot of the... the part, not the partnership, but a lot of the, the stuff we do with Frank Warren, or, you know, we obviously co-promote Tyson Fury with him. You know, Zhang against uh, Joyce against Zhang gets to be on ESPN Plus, uh, which again is just so great for the fans. Nice afternoon fight. I'm, so I'm you guys excited. Just, you guys can watch that, then go out and hit the town. Big Baby Miller versus the real Big Baby. What's the potential chance that it would ever happen? Zero percent, fifteen percent. 
not, I, I never say, I never say zero okay. anything. I feel like, I feel, but I, I feel like you'd actually like that fight. I feel as a pub, as a publicist, you're kind of like your brain goes, you know, but Jarrell's on the comeback trail right now. And he got a big fight in Dubai, I, right? I, I seen him, tra- he's, I seen he's, him he's, training he's, with like, you know, he's scheduled to fight Lucas Brown. That's a dangerous fight. Lucas Brown just, didn't he get a huge upset on, 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 uh, on, in he, Australia, he, right? He knockout win. He fought on the the first Haney Loma card. He knocked out Junior Fa Haney uh, in a, George in, in one round. So Lucas Brown breathed new life in his, into into his career. Um, obviously, we promoted Jarrell for a very very short period of time <laughs> in 2020. Did he even get a one fight? Actually, no, happened? no. It, he it was he was scheduled happened. to fight in the bubble, I believe. Don't quote me on it. I believe he was supposed to fight Jerry Forrest, and then the um, suspension. The, Occurred. Happened, yeah. Mm. So that was big splash, but didn't go didn't go that far. It was like an empty pool. It is it, 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 it is jump, it, it is it is what it is. It happened and freaking paved it. You know, he Jarrell served his uh, two year suspension, I believe it was, and now he's is, maybe his third fight back. Is he too unreliable for a uh, big, big baby uh, homecoming, or would that be like the wrong fight for a big baby homecoming? I don't, I don't know if it's. Too unreliable. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, I just, I know that, uh, you know, we're exploring options, you know, for Jared's next fight after April 8th against George Arias. I think Arias is probably, you know, if not the toughest fight, might, you know, stylistically might present some different looks that he hasn't seen before. He's, you know, he's 5'11", you know, so he's a little shorter and stockier. Throws from weird angles, so if he if Jared blasts George Arias out of there, hey, who knows? Who do you get in there with him to give him some rounds? You know, there's 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 a lot of guys. You know, it's it's you know the heavyweight division. There's a lot of guys, but you know, you know how it is. You know, it's either maybe they're aligned with uh, one of the other promoters, and those promoters have different plans for those fighters, or you know, they're, they're, they ask for such an unreasonable amount of money where, you know, obviously, you know, where it just doesn't fit into the budget. So money, um, political affiliations all go into it. Political so, yeah. So, I mean, so, so you take this, it's, so it's like, but it's not just a, it's not just a Jared situation. It's like with anything, you take a big pool and certain factors you know, conspire to shrink that pool. And then you're, there's not as many options as not not as many options as you thought you had, uh, but I think you know. Jar- I think Jared will. I think this is potentially Jared's toughest fight, and his next fight um, will hopefully be tougher, and he'll get those rounds. And you know, once he once we see how he reacts to those rounds and everything, twenty twenty six. Brad Goodman has retired, bro, going off in the on, sunset. Bro, we got five minutes left. You, yo, so I'm trying to build up the bear, yeah, Jared yeah, Anderson, nah, Richard Torres nah, fight, bro. <laughs> no, um, I mean, hey, you, you know, you never know. Jared, they both have to develop, and listen, if they both get to a point where that's a heavyweight mega fight, we'll be thrilled. You know, Richards. Richard's not as far along in his development. He just turned pro a year He's ago. South- He's a southpaw. Damn, I was gonna say Richard. Because George is a George is an Orthodox, right? Yeah, Richard would have actually been phenomenal sparring for this fight. You know, so Rich, you know, we, you know, obviously we're just our plan for Rich right now. Keep him busy. Keep I like him a keep, lot. Keep building. Such a great even kid. from the Olympics. Such a great kid yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. And you know, I, the, Jared and Richard know each other well because back Richard was the top super heavyweight and Jared was the top guy, two hundred and one pounds. You look at Jared now and he's six four, two forty, and I'm like, how in the Hell, did this guy ever make two hundred and one pounds? That must have been a. I was wondering the same thing about Leonard Ellaby Beard today. How in the hell did he go from black to fully gray in ninety before, days? Before it was just the goatee. It is a, a hell of a beard, though. Like, I'm going to give Leonard. A it, lot. It, it Yo, it you know what it was? Because I saw him in D.C. and he only had the goatee. He saw my beard and got inspired. That could have happened. He saw potential. my beard and got inspired. Um, I gotta ask you what you guys cook. Uh, what do you guys have cooking for Andres Cortez? I th- think around that uh, May time frame, may, you know, he'll be he'll be in a, he'll definitely be in a step up fight. 
there, there's a there's a fight. He like twenty three and zero, something like that. No, I think sixteen or seventeen. Sixteen. Okay, I know. There, there's, there, there's a fight that Brad Goodman um, has has thought of that I think. Damn, I wanted to suggest one that I think the fans will like. He nineteen and zero. I wanted to suggest one that I think the fans will like. Go ahead. For real? You can suggest. Yeah, you can. You can suggest anything. It's your show, Danny Robson. That would be a good fight. Consecal. I, I don't think that's the fight that Brad, you know, but we've got, we, we've got, we've got a lot of guys at one thirty that, you know, in addition to Oscar Valdez, we got Concesau, Andres Cortez, Xavier Martinez, a lot of guys, you know, in that mix, um, you know, so. Are you, how excited are you for the future of Robisi Ramirez? Uh, El tren. I love so, that guy. You know, well, well, he's got a hell of a tough fight with Isaac Dogbe. Yes. And Isaac is one of my favorite stories of the last couple of years because he went through, you know, he got the two, the two losses in Navarrete, went through a lot um, in his life, you know, personally that he had to, to deal with and came back with Barry Hunter and Patrice Harris and all the guys over there in DC. And, you know, you talk about the value of a trainer, obviously X's and O's and all the stuff that happens in a ring is, is important. But what those guys have done, for Isaac from a mental point of view and from building a family and from just wrapping their arms around that kid and, and, re, and, and building his confidence um, has been remarkable. I don't think people realize what Barry Hunter and those guys, you know, have, have done with Isaac in and out of the ring. And so for him to be, you know, two awful beatings against Navarrete to be now, you know, uh, back in a world title fight, really incredible. And Isaac, and he's such a, you know, when we first met him and when you, and when you guys came first aware of him, it was, Nejo. it was all that. And he came, no. he came <laughs> in with, he had the, he, with the, the drum line and the Ghanaian conga drums and, and all that. And now he's just, he's, he's quiet. He's, you know, he's more he, definitely humble. Um, uh, faith is a big part of, of his, you know, of his life and just a great story. So I'm just, you know, so, that's my long way of saying Robesi's in a hell of a fight on April 1st. I'm excited. I'm ESPN ex- Plus. I'm excited. I got to see uh, Isaac Dogway under Barry Hunter. Um, Barry was working with actually Javante Davis for one of his fights. And, um, you know, it was out here up in the mountains um, away from everything. And I'm going to be, it, it's crazy. I was in the gym for like 30 minutes before I realized it was him. And this is a private gym. Yep. There, there was maybe 10, 12 people total in this building. And it took me half an hour to realize he didn't say a word. He was so quiet, ski mask, the beanie, jumping rope, doing what he was doing. And I remember we talked for, for, for a good little minute. Um, I'm excited for that one. I do think uh, the Robesi we've seen, he just keeps improving each and every fight. He just keeps improving. It's going to be a tough fight. I'm excited it's, for it's that one. It's by far the best opponent of Robesi's career. You know, it's, it's, I, listen, I think Robesi, you know, I pick him against any featherweight in the world, you know, even, even Mauricio Lara, um, mm. you know, who's, I mean, that would be a hell of a fight. Aren't you guys uh, co promoting El Venado? We we promote Venado. Yeah, 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 is he thirty or twenty six? Who is El Venado? Luis Alberto Lopez. The IBF. Okay, Luis. He, he I Josh, know his he name. Beat, oh, he beat 30, Josh Warrington okay. for the IBF featherweight championship, and uh, I think everybody's gonna be very happy with his first title defense. Yeah, I, which uh, it's, I, been, it's been rumored about. Uh, you know, so uh, yeah, he's gonna do camp in Vegas. Yeah, it's uh, so you know it's uh, excited. It's the, well, I don't, you know, I wanna, my, it, well, his opponent might have the luck of the Irish on his side. You know what I'm saying? So. can I mean, you just gave it away. No, I mean, it's, it's been, you know, it's been reported. Oh, okay. Mick Conlon. They're going across the pond for that one. We'll see where it is, but. Oh, okay. He's, nothing official. Nothing official, but, okay. you know, it's. Let, Mick deserved, I think, a title shot after, after the Lee Wood fight. And I thought he was winning the fight up until that point. What I happened in, in that fight, I think, with people forgot or people. So he's winning the fight going away in the 11th round. There's that horse crap knockdown that the referee called. It wasn't a knockdown. He got knocked down. And that tightened the score. So he knew that tightened the scorecards. Yeah, if we were going to the last round, he was up by one point, I believe, on two of the cards. Mm. So he had, a, you know, he's fighting against a champion. So he had to win that last round to win the fight. So had there not been a knockdown, all he needs to do is stay on his feet. It changes the, it might, it might have changed the calculus. Mm. of how he fought that 12th round, but 
you know, Alcarenta Lee Wood, that guy is like the, you know, it was like the Terminator. I know you have to go. I want to close it on this. Um, you know, you've known Bob for a few years and, uh, you know, we all love Bob. You know, sometimes Bob says things that he doesn't really mean. Do you believe it in your heart that Bob Aram would make um, Shakur Stevenson versus Devin Haney this year should Devin and Shakur obviously get past their... Uh, there's no reason why, you know, why we wouldn't make the fight. I, I, you know Devin and you know, you know Shakur. They are two of the most competitive... I know they want it. You know, and so it... it at the end of the day, Bob obviously would want to promote that fight. We would want to promote that fight. But would he want to promote it this year, though? I can't listen. I can't speak for Bob, but if there's a deal to be made, but listen, both sides have to agree to a purse split, a deal, everything. You know, so there's I, a lot. You know, there's a lot I, of stuff that I go know, into it. I know there's a lot. That, I'm just curious if you thought because I, man, we hear it all the time. People say boxing is a business disguised as a sport. You got to make your return. Every, every sport is a business disguised as a sport. Let's be real. And I don't see why Bob wouldn't, you know, if if the fight can be made. Okay. Whether it's, you know, if, if, if Loma comes out on top, if the Loma-Shakur fight can be made, everybody would love to make that fight. Top rank would love to. The fans want to see that fight. So. Yeah, I love Loma, man. Golly. I know it's supposed I think to go, the but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, fight would be no, Listen, listen. I'm, I'm, let me, let me. I'm, I'm, not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on the, on the. It's very good, but I think here. that fight would be boring to be real. It excites me just because of the name. Shakur Loma is a high level. Shakur and Devin. It could be. It reminds me just thinking of it like Robert Easter Rancis Bartholomew fight. Don't throw two names into those guys, please. I mean, no offense to either guy. I was at that fight. I just don't see a lot of action. But you said, you said, what do you say about Loma just a minute ago? I say, yes, I love Loma. We, we love Devin. We love Shakur. We, we, I mean, Loma, I, 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 there's a lot of stick that Loma gets online from some of the boxing fans. You know, you read a lot of the Twitter. And it's like, all this man did, he enters the pro ranks, okay? But that's in the his, problem. In his second pro fight, he's like, fuck it. Give me, go give, me, give me Orlando Salido. How long ago was that, Evan? Well, well in his second pro fight, he said, fuck it, I want to fight Orlando Salido. He did it. He got about, he got punched in the balls about 87 times. About lo, 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 lost a split decision. He said, and, 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 and by the way, Salido was overweight, too. Don't forget that. So that's a decade ago. That people still bring up that loss as to why Loma's not a great fighter. But it was a decade ago. No, I'm not saying he's not a great fighter. And then in his third pro fight, he says, fuck it, I'm going to fight Gary Russell. All right? Gary Russell is one of the great talents. American boxing has seen in the last 10 years. Everybody wishes he would have fought more often. An undisputably great talent. And he absolutely toyed with the man. He sent Nicholas Walters, a much bigger man. That's, he, that's he actually, not sold out for he, long He, he actually basically, he just fought that's, last week. But essentially, Nicholas Walters fought? In Columbia, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Is that his much, first fight since, yeah, since yeah. Nomad? So, but, but he, 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 he essentially pretty much retired the He basically essentially retired him. And retired. Bro, we thought Nicholas Walters was done. I had no idea he A boogeyman. And knocks out Jorge, a, 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 a peaked and primed Jorge Linares for the lineal lightweight title with a separated shoulder. All right? And then made a deal to fight T.P. Lopez in the bubble. Lost that fight. It was, a, it was a competitive fight. So all Loma's done has asked for and taken on the biggest possible challenges that he possible that, that were available to him back in 2017, 2018. All he wanted was a Tank Davis fight. The reason that fight didn't happen was not because of Vasily Lomachenko. He would have fought Tank in 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21. Tank Davis and his team's entitled to do what they want with his career, and things have turned out great for Tank. And now he's he's fighting Ryan. So sensation. So so I you know I don't think Tank was scared of Loma, but. All I know is Loma would have taken that fight in a, in, in a heartbeat. So all that guy's done is seek out the best competition. What and a, now he's going after the undisputed lightweight champion, a guy that's... What is he supposed to do at this point? 
because he skipped how, out the how, first. Wait, wait, how, how he many, skipped out the first time when he how was many, supposed to fight him for the WBC okay, and you, chose you, the franchise. Okay, hold on. Route okay, instead, so which I'm not I'll, mad, I'll, 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 but I'll, I was confused. I'll, by. I'll end on this. Okay, so people want to say he was ducking Depp. You, you can, if you want to make that argument, make it. So he didn't fight him in 2019. He's fighting a hell of a much better version of Devin Haney now yeah. than he would have fought in 2019. So to me, that says he's not duck. That said, he never ducked Devin because because if he ducked Devin, then why wouldn't he duck Devin now? A Devin that is much better is because he got, got everything got, to gain now. Then he didn't have everything to gain. He had something he to was lose. Doing in, now in, he in got position. everything to gain. He so he got to fight. Do now he got to fight Devin. Now. I mean, they both fighters. Both fighters have a lot to gain in in, in a Loma Haney fight. But point being is, people. They they criticize Loma and you know it's back in the day losses didn't mean as much. It's like okay, he's got two losses. Who gives a shit? I don't, I'm not you know, mad you know, that he the lost. Box, the, box, the, the, the boxing fans, you know, the boxing fans say we want the best to fight the best. But when a guy loses, he gets absolutely shit on. Just like people still bring up the Salido loss, it'll bring up the Tia loss. So you want people to fight the best, but when they do it. And they lose, it's now nah, he's trash. That doesn't just go for Loma. That's for that's for a lot of Boxing fighters. Boxing fans are brutal though. They're gonna talk trash even about the winner. And by the way, whoever loses Tank and Ryan, I hope they don't get trashed on because both they're of those are gonna get trashed yeah, on. But, you know, both of those guys are are taking on a tremendous challenge and are giving the fans are giving the fans the fight they want to see. So whoever loses that fight, I hope they get, I hope they don't get savage too bad, but you know they won't. If Tank loses, ah he's Hype job. Ryan loses. He's just a pretty boy. It's a. It's a. It's an absolutely brutal. Who you picking? Sport. You got no no dog in the race. I think it's. I. I think it's probably a little closer than the odds say. And if Tank's about a two two and a half to one favorite, Ryan, I think you know, Tank's prop is the favorite for, for a reason. But I think because of all the social media stuff and all the. You know, all the stuff that's gone on with, you know, with Ryan and just being, he's sort of became a celebrity before he became a star fighter. People underrate him. He's a, he's tremendously fast, phenomenal puncher. You know, what's great about this fight is at any moment, the lights could be turned out for either guy. And that's what we want to see. It's unfortunate Keyshawn Davis isn't fighting Emmanuel to go on April 8th because Keyshawn could have showed uh, Ryan before the tank fight how to cut off the ring. But Evan, I know you have to go on that note. Give us your social fight. media. That's all I want. Give it's us your uh, social media. At, at, at Cornerman44 with a K on both IG and Twitter. So follow me there. All right. Ringwalk Danny, Bo, Bo Mason underscore LV. We are the boxing voice. Catch us on the next one. Adios. Adios.